Hey there, my name is Krista Passarelli Patterson and welcome to the Four P's in Marketing Podcast. With me are my siblings, Anthony and Gina, and my son, Cole, who's working on his communications degree. The four of us make up the four P's in marketing. You see, we all have last names that start with the letter P, and at least three of us have been in the field for more than 20 years. This podcast was created to give insight on the world of marketing, whether you're just entering the workforce or been around this block a few times. And welcome to episode three of the four P's in marketing podcast. In this episode, we are going to jump right into the topic of work-life balance. And I think you'll hear from the minute you start listening that we definitely have some strong opinions about what that looks like, um, both in a corporate job and when you have other things that you do for business outside of a corporate job and how it might apply to your phases of life. Uh, and transition throughout your career. So I hope you enjoy uh, hearing the passion around this topic, and I'd love to hear from you what other topics or people we should talk to. It's definitely gonna need a follow-up. Is there such a thing when technology allows us to work from anywhere at any time as work-life balance? Is that a thing anymore? Yeah, Is it a topic? Yeah. I think it is, but I think the first thing that we need to realize is that it doesn't mean equal work and equal life, right? It doesn't mean a 50-50 sharing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, setting up your, setting boundaries in place, and for me anyway, putting boundaries in place so that it doesn't interrupt the things that I value most about uh, my non-bankers hours or whatever, nine to five or eight to six or whatever it is time because we all have time that we are set set aside to work some people set aside different than others but if um, now that we're home because of you know all the remote working i think you know my transition time was in the car my mm-hmm. hour to work and hour driving home and sure if i had a project that was important that i knew be, uh, you know it was on the calendar on the schedule i've been working on it needed to get done and i couldn't get it done in my regular hours and there was a deadline then i would go beyond my boundaries and get it done. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's setting the boundaries and and training the people who tend to to blow those boundaries away that um, not everything is urgent. Not everything has to be done right away because if you open those up, you will get tagged. So I just, I might be mean different things for different people, but yes, there is work-life balance and it probably means different things for different people. Yeah. I mean, it definitely means different things, right? Because there are people that are lucky enough to be in jobs that they make a living at, that they are fulfilled in other ways beyond getting a paycheck. I mean, and that's the hope, right? That you, that happens to you, but there's a whole slew of us that are working to make a living primarily, and then meeting our other needs outside of that paid work. Um, But some people, you know, they're writers or they're, you know, probably not in our profession as much, but in different professions where they're getting, again, some of those needs met by the work that they do. So it's something to think about, I think, as you're thinking about, I think, I feel like this generation of young adults thinks about it more than we did in terms of what do I want to do for work and how can I orchestrate that so I'm getting some of my other needs met that are going to provide back to my life what I want. And I think like Anthony said, it's all about, he said, um, boundaries, I think. And I think it's about prioritizing. It's about 
prioritizing what's important to you. And then once you do that, you can have a clear picture of how to spend your time. So that's how I think about it. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's, I think all of those things are true. And I think it is a personal definition. I am one of those people that I spread my work throughout a day, literally a 24 hour day that if I'm up in the middle of the night and I'm working, I'm working. And I draw, my balance is not defined by protecting time boundaries that are the same every day necessarily, but it's because it's the way I get to make my own schedule. And then I feel like I'm finally in roles that I can make my own schedule and do what I want with my time and block it out the way I need to. Some days it's a 14 hour day. Some days it's a six hour day. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, if, if the total is trying to get to 20, that's my, that might be what that looks like if it's to get to 40 or, or, but the flip side of that is I think I still, and I work seven days a week for sure. Most weeks because I, (laughs) Anthony's giving me a big thumbs down. That's no good. I that know, might be back to work for you or not is the question. Well, that's that is right. And I, I do feel like I need a vacation, but I don't because I've been taking full advantage of being able to work from anywhere. Um, and especially with everyone being home, like we've traveled uh, to visit our children in California and I work those times. Um, I do need I do need some time to shut off completely, but I don't always do it every yeah, week. That's I think it's different, the perspective from someone who's running their own company and or manages a lot of people, work-life balance mm-hmm. for them and their employees is going to be a different conversation than me being an individual sure. contributor that doesn't manage people. And yeah. I'm at the other end of that work-life balance. So a lot of that is the engagement with the management and the people who set the schedule and set the objectives and things like that. So, I mean, it, you know, I have work that I do outside of my uh, marketing job where it's my business. And mm-hmm. so I will absolutely work on a Saturday or work on a Sunday mm-hmm. um, and work. Okay. Dinner's over. And I have two hours until the family gets back together to watch a movie. So I can, I'm going to work. Crank out and a few things. Yeah. For to, sure. some, to some people that would be like, well, you're working all the time then it's a different, it's a different mm-hmm. kind of work. So you get something else out of that, obviously, but you also, it, it's part of your making a living, but it's also giving you something else, obviously, that is something that you want in your life, right? It's giving you something back to the picture of the whole, the whole picture of what you want to do. I have a question for Cole. Mm. Do you, do you, or any of your, uh, uh, contemporaries talk about (laughs) work-life balance? Yeah. Talk about work-life balance at all. Is that even a term that you would use if you hadn't heard it from balance as a, at all? Do you mean in the future or right now? Like, do we talk about wanting it in the future or currently? Yeah, in the future, uh, now with any jobs you have and schoolwork and trying yeah. to balance all that, is it even a term? Is, do, you, do you guys worry about uh, that? I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know if I've heard any of my contemporaries say work-life balance, but uh, I have, um, we talk about like, of course you don't want to be working all day or doing schoolwork all day. And even my roommate, um, He's taking a bunch of units and is swamped with like rhetoric class homework and is always doing homework and he's trying his best just to not do that. Like people, none of us want to be working all the time, obviously, and everybody's hope in the future is to not be swamped with work for the rest of our lives, obviously. But 
I wouldn't say we say work-life balance, but it's definitely like an idea. We all think about it. Nobody wants to be working all the time. I was thinking about this earlier, Cole, and I feel like when I started my career in my 20s, I didn't think about it much because my priorities were so different. And I really, my priority was making a living, like actually yeah. being able to support myself, actually being able to um, buy groceries and pay rent and feel like I was an adult and do all of that because that is like, that's what you're doing at that age. And you're just more resilient. Like I could live on coffee and cocktails and work yeah. more hours. And I felt like I was fine versus mm -hmm. you get older and then you, you need yeah you need different things you obviously decide to get married and then there's somebody else to think about and then you decide to have a family and then there's um all these yeah. other people to think about too so it's like that's the nice thing about being starting your career is you don't have as many priorities but still it's good i think yeah there's probably way more awareness these days about mental and physical wellness than there was back then even so yeah. hopefully you're thinking about like, I'm going to take a break because I need to do this for my mental health or my physical health, or I want to make sure I have groceries in the house so I can have good nutrition in my body. Like whatever it is, like you start to think of, think more like, what do I need to feel good versus just, I'm just going to work, work, work because I want to make money. Right? Yeah. I mean, we all think, I think all of uh, people my age, like all my friends, we all think about, obviously you want to make a living and that is the priority right now. And like what you're saying for you guys, like some of your priorities is getting that like family time or off time. And I wouldn't say it's one of like me and my friends priorities, but it's like, cause it can't be really like, we have to try to make a living or worry about just getting a job out of college. Like that's the main, that's the priority pretty much for everybody in college. So yeah, I mean, we think about it, but it's not, ideally we would have total, like we can, we don't have to work cause we have a job and all that stuff, but that's not the worry really. It's just trying to find something. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say, and then I'll be quiet for a second, is <laughs> that it's like thinking about when you join, especially if you're going to join a company, right? You're not going to go into business. Most of us for ourselves, when we start out, we're going to join a company. Like, what is the culture of that company? What are they saying yeah. to you about work-life balance? Do they say things like mental health, um, making sure you have time off? Like, is that something that is talked about? And um, I'm fortunate that I work for a company right now um, that does absolutely have those conversations and thinks about that. So hopefully many companies are moving more in that direction. But then if the flip side, you join a startup or another company that their focus is work, work, work to get to a goal, then you have to know you're going into that sort of culture as well. So it sometimes depends on the culture of the industry, the culture of the company. I think that's... There's a, the one point that I think you made there that is, um, I would maybe argue, I think companies say that, that they want to allow their employees to have work-life balance, that they, you know, appreciate you, you as an individual and they want you to have some health about you, some well-being. And, and certainly some of the companies we know say that at the highest level. I would argue though that I think a lot of that comes from direct managers, and that those are the people that are gonna step all over your boundaries. Yes. And that those are the people that are gonna support you when you need balance or support. That regardless of what the company says at a corporate level, at a, at a, a leader level in any step in the process can completely take a different approach. So even when you're interviewing with companies that say those things, 
it's alignment with your direct manager. It is, and I think too, really being able to, and sometimes early in your career, you're just not able to not only set the, you know, set the boundaries and stick to them. And your point about, you know, you get married and then you have kids, I guess, and I have run into this with teams in the past, me sending an email at 3.30 in the morning can feel like the recipient as a boundary infringement. Absolutely. Um, and, and we've, you know, I've had to talk to teams about that. Like just cause they send you a note at 3.30 in the morning doesn't mean it's urgent. It just means it's on my mind and I'm taking it off my to-do list. And so if that's an issue, then we need to rethink that. And we'll talk about, I'll just keep them till the morning or however we want to do that. Because I do think it is the immediate manager. I just so had I a correct, yeah, go, go ahead, Anthony. I have a question for you then, Krista. If you mm. get that off your plate at two in the morning or whatnot, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then it gets to be 11 or 12, subconsciously, don't you feel like you did ask for it a while ago? No, no. Um, and this is my, so I always ask people and I also do, I don't expect to hear from you. If you respond to me within 24 hours, even with a, hey, I got that, I'm on it, I'm good. I feel like 24 hours is a reasonable response time. 24 hours from when you send it or from the, when the people wake up and, get, uh, and, and actually get it? Because to me, that doesn't count. Yeah. I, mean, I know no, we're getting- totally agree. No, we're no, getting no, but, but I totally agree with you. I think it can be, you know, it's, I don't, if I send it at 3.30 in the morning, that's on me. You don't start work till nine. That's when I expect, that's when the clock starts. Okay, good. In All my- right. That's how I, unless it says in the, unless it's in the subject line, I need this by 10, you oh, know, I mean, but. oh, there's a, but. <laughs> <laughs> but we all, but we have those, right. And not everything can be urgent. And those managers exist too, where mm -hmm. everything is urgent. And that's right. a problem. I think yeah. that that part of the technology enables instantaneous communication and like all the messaging applications that we use, right? Like the Jabber, the Slack, the, all that stuff that you expect instantaneous response. And if people aren't online, there's a level of frustration. How and do you certain, deal with, how do you deal with when a company, a company pays for your cell phone versus when, whether you pay for your cell phone? I never let my company pay for my cell phone ever. Never did. Don't do it. Yep. I don't, I don't. Why not? Why not? I, they because, pay for mine and I don't worry about it at all. <laughs> well, I'm right. And I just, I always felt like I wanted control of it. I didn't want them to feel like they had a direct feed to me. I wanted to be able to, to step away if I needed to, especially when we had a house full of people. I mean, I'm kind of at the opposite end of where Cole is in that I don't have a lot of other people to deal with. And so I can be working more if I want to or not. I just never, the other thing is kind of a, privacy thing. I just don't like all the company stuff on my phone. Right. Never have. Just not a thing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I would rethink that 3 a.m. Uh, <laughs> texting because I would not like that. As I don't text. I mean, I do I'm sorry, not text. emails. emails. Okay. And we just well, had this conversation and our director said she was going to stop doing it and because hmm. she got enough feedback and she was going to save those and have yeah. them send at okay. whatever in the morning. Right. So I, okay. I have a, I have had a manager whose kids uh, go to school in um, England. And so her, the only way that she could talk to both of her kids was when uh, she was up working from eight o'clock until two in the morning, which she did because then she could interact with her kids when they woke up. And so 
I would get a lot of email on, you mm-hmm. know, certain times because she would be working away and then she would connect with mm-hmm. her son at, you know, 1130 in the morning, which is like whatever, eight hours in front of where we are. Mm-hmm. And um, she, she understands and she would joke about it. She goes, I know you get emails from me. The team gets emails, um, you know, with requests and things like that, but it's the t- time I have when she's in meetings all day, that's the time she has to send emails. So she's, wow. she's aware of what she is doing. It's not going to change. Um, and you just have to have an agreement that even though it is a little like you're, you wake up in the morning, you've got meetings starting at nine and you've got six requests in your inbox. Yeah. I can't get to these until this afternoon. You just, that, that email, Krista, you mentioned, Yeah, I, I got these, I'll start working on them after my meetings are over. That's all she was looking for. Yeah, it's, you know, they might be saying that at the corporate level, work-life balance is a thing or mental health or, or mental wellness, but they might, you know, it's up to the manager. I've, I've seen that the more it gets talked about and, and the more there's been communication from the corporate level, the more pressure there's been on managers to actually change behavior. So I'm like really actually pretty impressed to see behavior change, to see managers feel like, you know what, they're... Um, they don't want to be old school anymore. They actually want to value employees differently maybe than they did. And so not all managers, I'm sure, but um, I feel like the more it's talked about openly, the more than there's more pressure, which I love. I get, yeah. I, I And I think that's probably true holistically. Um, this friend that I was hiking with, she was saying that, you know, the her manager, her leader felt that, well, you don't commute anymore to your point, Anthony. So we're going to start calls at seven. Why wouldn't you be on a call at seven? Why not? You're not driving. Who is and this I, person? I mean, <laughs> everyone well, needs these times. Yeah. So I think um, we had a, what, an early conversation with Anthony about anonymity on these uh, discussions yeah. because no, no. I don't we know. all know a lot of the same people. So yeah. we got to stick to that no. for sure. There, I think that it, I think COVID has, has exacerbated a lot of things in some ways around work-life balance, but it has also amplified the need for work-life balance and making sure that you know how to draw boundaries because all of a sudden we're all, you know, working in our bedrooms. And so you, it's a, um, this last year and whatever month, how many months are we on now? 14, 13 has complicated it. I think for sure. both for positive and negative impact and yeah. for students too, right? I mean, yeah. for students, the good news is maybe you tell me, Cole, I can have, everybody's working from home. There's no in-person internship. So I can do stuff while I'm at home. I don't have to go to class. It, does it feel more complicated or less complicated for you from an opportunity perspective and from a balance perspective? Um. Definitely less complicated. I mean, some of the transferring, like all the switching from in-person to um, online, like that stuff was a little complicated for like two weeks. But then after that, once every all the teachers figured it all out, um, it was a lot less complicated. Like you can do whatever you want. Like you have class from what, 12 to one. And then after like right out, you can walk out of your room and go hang out with your roommates or do whatever you want. You're already home. Like it's, it's made a lot yeah. easier. It's the same with work life, I'm sure. But it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's made it a lot easier. Definitely. You guys were talking about um, like what your, what your work-life balance is currently. Do you guys, are you happy with it realistically? Obviously, ideally you wouldn't, you would do whatever you want all the time, but are you like, are you guys happy with it? Do you wish it was better or worse? Uh, I am because of, because I stick to my boundaries. 
you know? Mm -hmm. So like, I'll, I'll, I'll start getting like this weekend, for example, I started getting texts about some metrics for a QBR quarterly business review that the sales we were doing with the sales team. And, um, you know, Hey, looking for these metrics and the QBR is next week on Wednesday or Thursday. Well, I don't respond to those. So, and it's, it's just, it's the weekend. And you know, the people who send those types of things, there's nothing wrong with them. <laughs> it's just, yeah. they're hoping they can get the information. They might just be getting it off their plate, but this was a text. And so Ooh, I pay, uh -uh. I pay, I pay, I pay for my phone, like you're saying, Krista. And so I just don't respond to it. I, I because I know if I respond to it, then I'm taken away from whatever I'm doing. Um, yeah. Even to think about responding to it takes you away. Mm -hmm. from it but um you said you have you can't you have to uh train the people who do those types of things to um expect that they're not going to get a response from you during those times so right I, I'm, ha I'm happy with it i um I, I had a funny conversation actually this well today with my one of my current managers and a client that there is a job posted on linkedin it's written like it was written for me it's an executive level job at a startup. It is um, all about bringing together brand and communications and corporate marketing and events. And what does that look like? And I've had a couple of people call me and say, you really need to apply for this job. Now the career person part of my brain is like, oh my God, I need to, I need to do that. I need to go do that. And Why? I had to like really, <laughs> so I had to stop and think, I really am happy with the balance I have right now between work and not work. And why would I want to mess that up? Mm -hmm. And so, but it took that process to kind of go through, like, am I going to apply for this? I like, I don't, I like to interview for jobs. So that's fun. Well, for me. Yeah. Yeah. So let's be honest. That right. kind of stuff. That, that revs your engine. I like you know it. I mean? You're yeah, going to apply. Going. You're going to No, apply. I'm not. I'm not actually, I'm not going to apply for the job. I, Let us know I, how the interview goes. <laughs> That's not nice. Um, so I, I'm happy. I'm not going to interview for the job. Yeah. And like you said, it's, I mean, you want to be in a job where it's not just the paycheck. You're actually doing work that is fulfilling something. It's you enjoy it to some degree, hopefully. And mm -hmm. if so, then you don't mind right doing it right and then there's also the boundary setting and so for me it's ever since i decided to move out of the bay area and and kind of prioritize work life balance in a way by doing that and working from home way back when which, so which really i didn't have to commute i didn't have to do all those things it definitely became just the way that i worked and if a job didn't allow for that, then that wasn't a job that I would take. And so it's just continued to be about the value I can bring. And if it doesn't fit with the role, then that's not, that's not where I'm going to go. So yeah, I feel really fortunate to have a flexible schedule within a corporate environment, but still meeting the requirements of the role and then moving into roles where I'm getting more and more fulfillment out of what I do and trying to do the things more that I like to do versus the things that I don't like to do. So that's the other piece of it. What do you want to do and try to do more of those things versus the things that you hate doing? So yeah, yeah I feel really lucky. Aren't we oh, all gosh. really just looking We're for also... a, su a supportive manager in that respect? Yes. 
because yeah. if you Huge. if you don't have a supportive manager, you're just it's like running in sand. Totally, you just never get there. And you can tell because we've all had different managers, and oh. sometimes in short order, where you go from one to another to another in a span of like a quarter, yeah. a fiscal quarter, or whatever. And some are 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 already well. They have their preconceived notions about what you do when you're not at the office. Mm -hmm. And so that can be a killer. So if you have a, uh, that helps your work-life balances. If you, if you have a manager who respects, respects that, understands it and respects you and the work respects you do. Okay. So, but let's talk about the flip side of this coin because there, we have all worked with people that use work-life balance as a, um, uh, an excuse to slack off and to not do what they're supposed to do. And so we, there are definitely people even today, certainly today that take advantage of that mentality and don't pull their weight on a team, mm. right? I mean, I don't know, am I wrong? Well, we you would experience that more Cole? being a manager, but obviously there, and have to deal with that. But yes, we've all been around. I don't, I just don't even pay any heed to it usually because it's, I can just go do my work and I don't know what they're, what they're doing, but when you're managing people like that. So you're a real team player is what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> How do you deal with people like that? What do you do? You know, okay, well, so well, I guess I mean, there was- Isn't it right. black and white? Isn't it black and white? So- No, no. You, you need to achieve these objectives. You need to deliver this work. Oh, if you're yes. not delivering the work, then you're not delivering the work. Then, yeah, then it's a performance sure. plan. Then it's a, we need you right. to, over the next yeah. six weeks or eight months right. or whatever it is, I mean, it, I have not been a manager and I have turned down managerial mm -hmm. roles because I don't want to get into any of this, but <laughs> because you're doing it, then I want to hear from you. So, I mean, it, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. So, and I think, but I think it comes down to um, why are they not achieving the goals? Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> Angela, my lovely wife, when I finished with these, she's like, why were you yelling? I heard what you were saying. Why were you yelling at them? They're your sisters. I'm like, I'm not yelling. She's like, well, I can I'm hear yelling you. at Cole. I'm yelling at yeah. Cole. That's what's happening. Yeah. Um, I, I have one, one example of, yes, normally it is very cut and dry. I have one example of someone that I suspected was working from home too much and was simply getting distracted. Because they weren't delivering their work? Yeah. And so I sat down with her and as a part of the performance plan said, you need to be in the office from eight to five or nine to five, or you pick the hours, but you have to be in the office 40 hours a week. And she said, but the culture lets us work from home and blah, blah, blah. I said, true, but 40 you are hours. not. That's pretty extreme. <laughs> in those days it was, right? Um, who knows? I mean, so- Wait, she was allowed to work from home and you told her she couldn't? Correct as wow. a part of her performance plan. I did. Wow. And she said, you're not in the office that many hours. I said, right, but I'm meeting my objectives. So, wow. right. Wow. Which is I true. I didn't know that people did that. Let me finish the story. <laughs> Let me finish the story. She worked for me for, she came to me on a performance plan. That was part of what we did as part of the performance plan. You need to be in the office. She turned it around. She needed to focus. She needed to be in the work environment to deliver the work. She had kids at home. They had oh, a nanny. Okay. But now no, we no. contact. They, they had care, whatever, but she was getting distracted. And so she 
might even still be at that company. I don't know. She became a star performer. She's still there. She oh. needed to learn that about herself that she couldn't work from home. But for her, right. it was work-life balance. And mm-hmm. I, you know, we can all work at home. It's just knowing yourself, maybe, right? I mean, I think that's impressive that you pinpointed that and were able to, and it worked out that way because I'm right? sure it's super tough now to call somebody out on that and then get them to admit yeah. to that kind of behavior. How did you deliver that? How did you deliver that message? You would have hated me. Is that what you said? I would have been so mad. Well, I mean, the alternative was somebody who's not performing. So either she was going to keep doing what she was doing and I was going to have to fire her at some point, or she was going to quit or she was going to turn it around. Those are the only three options. Did you ask her, are you getting distracted at home? Is it maybe not a good environment for you to do your best work? Maybe, maybe I did. Cause I, I feel like remember. today that you would have to be that specific. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, maybe, maybe this was a long time ago. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and we're still friends, Cole. We're still friends. Right. Yeah, but so, she doesn't work for you anymore. So that's <laughs> that's yeah. right. That might be. I, I find I find that I find that a lot of the people I used to work for but don't anymore. I have a better relationship. <laughs> Maybe with them that I don't work for them. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe my nature. And I yeah. I mean, I I think you know, God, for that one great story. I mean, we have just as many mistakes as managers, right? That you mm. that I didn't execute well. I wouldn't know. Well, I know, right? It's not easy. It's like raising kids. It's a lot similar, similar. Um, there, so I, so I think that is kind of the flip side or the negative or the dark side of work-life balance that we don't often talk about because there is so much focus on making sure you have mental health, you know, making sure that your wellness, you have wellness, um, activities in your life, those kinds of things that there are just those that push it too far. I think. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's people that people. would go to the office and oh, nothing as well. True. Well, that's true too. That is true too. And Anthony's point is well taken about either you're getting your metrics met or your goals met or you're not. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And if it takes you 40 hours, it might take Susie 20 hours and Tommy, you know, two hours. We don't know. For the record, I think I'd make a great manager. <laughs> and uh, with Did Susie, say you wouldn't. With Susie and Tommy, I don't know what grade you're managing, like fifth grade or seventh grade, but yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, it's it's very like, here are the goals, here are the milestones. Um, because I haven't been a manager, that's probably why I don't see all that gray area. Okay, uh, what if you get your goals done in 20 hours? Do you have to work the remaining 20? Uh, then it Is it a 40 like, hour work week? Well, it sounds like the job that you've been given is not a full-time job. <laughs> for you <laughs> or you're just super smart or you're so really good yourself. right yeah. yeah hey i've seen i've seen managers look the other way over um uh, employees who can finish the work quickly have an aptitude for it and then you know so and so takes friday off to start this the house but weekend a little bit early without taking a day off i you know when, when you deliver, 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 uh, right. no matter how long it takes you, for I've sure. seen that. But it, yeah. it, it would be time for if it's visible to the manager that, hey, you know, Tommy is finishing all of his work uh, real fast, then maybe we should give Tommy more work or maybe we should put Tommy in a different role. 
Maybe he, he can get bumped the, up to sixth grade. Maybe he could be the blackboard monitor and the recess monitor. He could hand out the hall passes. Exactly. That's what I was looking for. Hall pass. Productivity. Boost it up. Rescope it. Rescope the role. If you know someone we should have as a guest, send us a direct message on any of those platforms. For other episodes of the podcast, you can find us anywhere you generally find your podcasts. And don't forget to check out the Positioning Collective at positioningcollective.com for all marketing resources to scale your organization or tackle any of your Marcom challenges. Brand development to booth design, messaging to marketing campaigns, logo design to demand gen. Collectively, we got you.